All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and usually with me is Craig, and I believe that we discussed it last week that Craig might not be joining us this week because of being gone on vacation and kind of being out in the middle of nowhere with no internet connection to be able to link up over Skype and for us to record this. Um, But actually, things took kind of a different twist. He was going to be working on it. Uh, We postponed a night to see if uh, we might be able to get him connected. And then um, I I talked to him. He's given me permission to share this. It's actually a very unique, unfortunate circumstance. Um, But Craig actually went into the hospital today. I know it sounds uh, very, um, I guess, scary and drastic. Uh, turn of events, especially considering that he is on vacation. Um, it may not be as bad as some initially think when you say somebody's in the hospital, but uh, he was having some issues and is so. This is happening today. Here it is Wednesday, and uh, the episode is going to come out tomorrow, Thursday, and actually Thursday afternoon. Craig is going to be having gallbladder surgery, uh, removal surgery. Um, just because of the current conditions that he's in and everything. So I've been chatting with him a little bit. Um, thoughts and prayers to- definitely go out to him. I know that there are a lot of, uh, we have a gra- lot of great listeners, a lot of great fans, and uh, we've formed some great relationships with some of you that we've been able, fortunate enough to meet in person, but then also just reaching through social media and the show. Um, so he- I wanted to make sure I had his permission to share that information or if he just wanted to share it when he came back, but he said uh, that would be fine. So uh, thoughts and prayers would greatly be appreciated for him. Uh, I mean, he's a, he appears to be in high spirits. It is a relatively, um, uh, common's not the right word, but they're very, I guess you might say, advanced with that surgery. Uh, I was speaking with a friend and he mentioned how, uh, well, actually, Brandon, we talk about a lot on the show. And he was mentioning how I believe his mother, both his mother and mother-in-law, have had the surgery um, in the past. And, you know, it's not uh, usually goes over rather smoothly. So that's what we're hoping and praying for for him. So unfortunate that that is happening, uh, particularly unfortunate that's happening over vacation. Uh, Craig, you know, you're supposed to plan those things when you're at work so that you can get a break in your work week, not a break from your vacation. And you're supposed to be taking it easy on vacation, and being in the hospital is not considered taking it easy. But uh, all joking aside, totally on the side of sending thoughts and prayers his way that things go well. So probably about the time that this hits the Internet and I know that we have some people that are right on top of it and everything. You'll probably hearing be hearing it right before that he's going to be having that surgery. So I uh, wanted to update you all on that. Uh, that then being said, this will probably be a little bit short of an episode. I do know that it is Big Ten Media Week. I think I will go ahead and save most of the content for next week so that Craig and I can kind of review that because I know that there's been some stuff coming up and there's still going to be some things this week, I believe. Um, But a lot of information in the least to go over that we'll be able to then get together and talk about and give our opinion. So there there are some things I will still be discussing tonight, though. So 
Uh, I will go ahead and transition here into the Michigan football talk coming up. So, still plenty to talk about, um, even though it's Big Ten Media Week. Um, different things going on. Actually, kind of a surprise here uh, for Michigan fans. I didn't hear anything about it ahead of time. I, I don't know if it was really on much of anyone's radar. Um, and I know we don't do this all the time, um, but I do think that with the unique situation that we've had around this position, that's definitely worth mentioning. But um, Michigan picked up a recruit uh, this week for the 2018 class. Uh, three-star tight end. Uh, his name is Luke Schoenmacher, I believe is how you uh, pronounce that. Some people might pronounce that Schoenmaker. Um, and he's from Connecticut, Hall High, um, Hamden Hall High. And uh, three-star tight end, like I said, uh, it's been kind of an interesting dynamic that we've had uh, surrounding that position because we had uh, the position was well taken care of. Uh, we had some good people in place. Then uh, everybody knows about the transfer. Um, and so there were some questions about there because I, I'm i not on top of recruiting and my memory does not serve me well as, uh, as it does Craig sometimes with this. But I don't think we had anybody in the 2017 class. But anyway, there has been some... Uh, Oh, everybody knew that there needed to be some reloading there. And so here's somebody coming in in the next class uh, who has committed to be in the next class, uh, Schoenmacher, to fill that position and fill that need. Uh, there has, uh, you know, sometimes the Michigan fans get a little bit spoiled and uh, they talk about certain things and they're own thought process and some people are kind of wondering about him being a three-star and how things work out and I know that the tight end position may be um, smaller and not, not as deep as um, some other positions like running back and wide receivers you know uh, uh, other popular positions where you might have a deeper uh, well not roster but deeper list of names for the skill of recruits and everything so uh, people have, I've seen some people questioning his three star ranking and, um, how it'll impact the class, but, uh, I have seen other people come to kind of the defensive side of things and mentioning on how different players in the past have been ranked, uh, different places and have proven to be far superior compared to the ranking. And Craig and I have often have our discussions that rankings, don't really um, in the end, they kind of don't really matter. I mean, I know that we've been fortunate to have Rashawn Gary uh, being just one of the five stars that we've had, uh, but then we've had other five stars that haven't panned out. And so him being a three star, uh, sure. There are three stars that perform at what you anticipate three star players to perform at, but then there are also three star players that go above and beyond. So I'm very intrigued about this. Um, very interested to see it. I have not yet seen uh, tape for him, but that was a commit that Michigan got this week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, went down on Tuesday. So 
Uh, if you happen to miss that or happen to not have seen that, that is information there for you on recruiting for Michigan. And continuing the football conversation, like I said, I'm not really going to get into the Big Ten media talk. Uh, I mean, there's there's going to be a little bit with it um, of – me mentioning some things that happened, but I'm not really going to break it down. Most of the breakdown is going to be happening with Craig uh, so that we can kind of give our different viewpoints. Um, But uh, interesting aspect, if anyone didn't see it, was Harbaugh being in his normal apparel of khakis and his uh, blue shirt and his hat. I don't know if that was necessarily planned. Somebody was stating something along him losing his luggage. I think that was more of a joke than uh, being a serious situation. Uh, but then, of course, opposing team, uh, opposing fans of opposing teams kind of honed in on that. And uh, there was a barrage of tweets downgrading him because of what he was wearing and Honestly, if another coach said that, I don't know if it would really matter. It, it's just been very interesting. You know, I don't know. May, maybe it's been different because uh, I, I thought of this today, and maybe it's been different because Craig and I started this when Harbaugh came to Michigan, and that was not really our plan. I think uh, it, we didn't do it because he was coming to Michigan. It just lined up that way that Hoke was gone. Um he was gone at the end of the season and then Harbaugh was coming in and Craig and I had some conversations during the off season to do a podcast because I had been interested in doing it a long time. And, um, so we talked about just cause things kind of led that way and we were conversing about it. So it wasn't really because Harbaugh was there, but since then he's been the only Michigan coach that we have been podcasting with. So I don't know if I've just been paying more attention or reading more or seeing more of what um, other fans in the Big Ten have been saying, but I find it very surprising. Okay, maybe not very surprising, but I find it unique and interesting how much attack there is on Jim Harbaugh as a coach. Like, I can understand fan bases going after fan bases, fan bases going after teams, and, you know, mentioning the coach and putting things in there. And and we ha- we've we had our fair share of things that we've said about Urban Meyer or Mark D'Antonio or Nick Saban. Um, but I don't – maybe Craig and I are different, and I know obviously there are going to be some Michigan fans out there that uh, do some of the things that other opposing fans do as well. But it's just more of like – it's more of an entity, like the team, the program, um, not the athletic department, but the football uh, program and everything. It's it's more of a conjoined unit. There's not as much picking out. I mean, we'll talk about it. And we'll talk about their accomplishments. But I don't spend a lot of time nitpicking about what a coach does, uh, how they act, and who they are. Like, there'll be some weird, quirky things here or there, but... It just seems to me, and of course, I probably wouldn't have noticed this if it, he was coaching for a different team. And so I don't know what he went through, maybe at Sanford or something like that. But it just seems like Jim Harbaugh has been under attack so much more than other people, which 
of course, the thing that goes hand in hand in that is his presence on social media and in the sports world. Like he's a big name and so many people see it, but so are Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. Uh, and maybe I just don't see and I'm not in the conversations or are not reading the same articles or on the same forums where maybe uh, other fans go and talk bad about uh, people like Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, but it's a constant thing with uh, Jim Harbaugh. So, but then to also take it back, it's just like, you know, was this said about, was this a constant thing with Brady Hoke? Granted, Brady Hoke wasn't constantly in the media for the things that he was doing because he wasn't drawing as much attention. I don't know. So people have been going after Jim Harbaugh for the apparel they had at um, the Big Ten Media Days, just kind of a, a side story um, rabbit trail there that I got going off with that. But um, but he's at Big Ten Media Days. Of course, I have a couple players there. Um Craig and I will be discussing a few other things and where is it? I had with this, there was a story that came out and I guess this is kind of a good way to set it up. Maybe maybe this is a good way to set up because this just means that Craig and I will talk about more next week. Um, so I won't really get into a whole lot with my thoughts necessarily, but I'll put it out here this week so that then if uh, the listeners then want to go out and read the article, uh, they could send us their thoughts if they want to, or at least be prepared for some of what we will be discussing next week then. So there is a Sports Yahoo article that was put out by Pete Thamel. Uh, that I kind of recommend people check out. I retweeted it. Um, is this... Let me check to see if I have the title right. Seems like a long title. It's not. Uh, the title is Jim Harbaugh's antics could wear thin at Michigan if team keeps coming up short. Interestingly enough, I'm not sure if that's a play on things because everyone has been going off on the JT was short. Um conversation but if you read it it's just um i can't tell if they're really trying to be i don't know i i try to give things benefit of the doubt so i'm trying i'm kind of trying to figure out if this is somebody who's trying to be neutral or trying to cause up a stir or trying to appear neutral while really taking a dig at Jim Harbaugh and or the Michigan program. Um, but, of course, talks about how the shortcomings of things and what other coaches have done in their first year, three years at their coaching um, jobs and all the, as I believe he puts, yeah, he said in the title, uh, Jim Harbaugh's antics with uh social media, with recruiting, with wrestling, with uh, trips, and all these different things. And so he's saying that it could wear thin at Michigan if the performance of the football team keeps coming up short. So I'm not going to get into it too much 
uh, into the details with this. Craig and I will go ahead and do that next week. But as an overall kind of conversation, just with that in mind, because you, you see that a lot where people are saying it, it's weird because he, he does mention this um, about, you know, Michigan's lost a lot of players. Uh, but then it's also kind of, I felt like he was saying, and other people have seen this, it's like Jim Harbaugh has to put up or shut up now. And it's just like, okay, in one part you're saying, hey, Jim Harbaugh doesn't have as much as he usually does to work with this year because he lost so many players. But, hey, Jim Harbaugh, you have to have your best performance this year. That's how it's kind of coming across. And that that's nothing new because we've seen that and everybody's kind of saying that and how they're saying Jim Harbaugh. Uh, people outside of Michigan are saying that it's just going to prove that Michigan needs to re- get rid of Jim Harbaugh if he can't do X, Y, and Z by his third year. And it's like, you know, not really. He's done a really good job. People compared it to Brady Hoke and how Brady Hoke beat Ohio State in uh, once out of his first two years or uh, first three years or whatever, however they put it. And it's just like, uh, dude, hey, you know, that was like the crappiest Ohio State team that they have had in decades, maybe. I mean, at least in the past 10 years. So you're trying to say that that was a huge... I mean, yeah, it was great that we won. It was not that great of a win performance-wise. And it was still a potential for Ohio State to win that game. So it wasn't like a great accomplishment to say, put this down as one of the greatest Michigan wins against Ohio State. I mean, it's not it's not really that great. Uh, it was nice. I mean, it, it, things would be so more uh, devastating and depressing if that win didn't happen. Yeah, sure, but... Come on, put it in perspective. That was a really crappy Ohio State team under really crappy conditions and really poor morale that year and just a bunch of different things. So I just – and the thing that we've done in the past that Craig and I have – and we did to great extent, people always – and like I said that, he was mentioning in there and uh, Pete Thamel was comparing Jim Harbaugh to some other coaches in the Big Ten that we didn't compare – Jim Harbaugh too. And the compare, see when we compare it is we want people to put it in perspective, but when people see that we're doing a comparison, they automatically think that we're trying to do something to prove that Jim Harbaugh is supposedly the greatest coach in college football, which right now with his standing and everything, his uh, accomplishments and all that, he's not. Uh, he doesn't have the national championships and things like that. I mean, uh, that's not to say that that's what he's building towards and everything. But that being said, it's we do comparisons to show why are you having expectations for a coach in his first two years? Because everyone's going off of the first two years because his third year hasn't happened yet. Off of his first two years when all these other coaches – were never held to that standard when they went through their first two years. Some of them, uh, Urban Meyer accomplished a ton of uh, things in his first two years, but 
uh, coaches like Nick Saban didn't, uh, D'Antonio didn't. I think people like Les Miles didn't. Uh, there were a couple in there that maybe did, uh, but the big names that you see right now haven't like um, the active coaches. I think Clemson hadn't. I mean, it took him a while. Uh, to do some f- stuff. Uh, Jimbo Fisher maybe did. I think uh, when he was at a stint, uh, he got a championship early on and everything. So it's just like, it, it's it's odd that there is a different bar because it's Jim Harbaugh. And so that'll be some of the things that we discuss and everything with uh, next week and uh, on that article. But like I said, Craig and I will also be discussing thing- other things and everything else going on with the Big Ten Media Days. Um, to also mention the, uh, I, I feel like, I don't know. I, uh, Braylon Edwards mentioned that, and I I don't know if this came directly from big 10 media days or if it's just with him working with, uh, the big 10 now, let me, let me confirm that actually, cause Because I just kind of want to make that. Uh, but, but, yep, there we go. Uh, Raylan Edwards joining Big Ten Media uh, or Big Ten Network. And he went on, and not shockingly enough to, or not shocking anyone. And uh, he's declared Michigan the sleeper team in the Big Ten East, which I don't think anyone really would be too surprised by because everyone's kind of pinning it on Penn State and Ohio State. And then the team right behind that is Michigan. So, sure, they're a sleeper team. Why not? But I do think that people are just automatically writing Michigan off. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm optimistic. I'm... Last year, I had mentioned where I thought it was going to be crazy going in, and I was really on the high horse. And, I mean, granted, the three losses only came at, what, a total of like five points or something like that. So it's not like we were too far off, but I was thinking how it could potentially be an undefeated season, and it was really close, and it was almost there. Uh, but Michigan's found themselves in two 10-3 seasons, and honestly, I think it's going to kind of stay at that pace, which people are – that's more leaning on – the optimistic side, because a lot of people are looking at eight wins or nine wins. I think nine is the really popular um, stance by most people, particularly out of the Michigan fan base, uh, a nine win season overall. Uh, I'm leaving in uh, 10 and three, you know, I mean, three losses. If those are regular season losses, Craig and I have kind of discussed that and everything, but really, I mean, honestly, 11, two is not, that insane of a thing to have and people talk about their youth and everything but you see how some of that stuff comes through and i know that's a completely different sport operates in a completely different way but you see how things like that work out for some basketball teams i've mentioned things with the fab five but no one really knows quite to expect and sometimes that can be your advantage um i say that a lot with new coaches when schools get new coaches and new systems that can really uh, change things and can put things in their favor. Honestly, I think that was part of the thing with uh, Brady Hoke's success in his first year. 
uh, is just the change in dynamics from Michigan as a team kind of helped them with uh, some of their record that year, gave them some of the edge in that uh, in some of those close games, just like in some stances. But then also, um, you know, it's it. You don't know how any of these these players are going to perform. I mean, we have the people that they're saying that they're going to project to start and what level that they're going to perform on. There's a lot of great opportunity, and if just a few of them catch on fire, that can make a huge world of difference because there's no, I mean, are people going to go back and watch tape from last year? Is it really, I mean, other than watching the way that, plays move and everything you're not watching the players and their performance because a lot of those players and the performances uh, against starters from the other team aren't accurate because those starters are all gone so when the players that are playing this year are on the field for tape for last year most of the time or quite a bit of the time they're probably going against not the starters for the other team because it's so far in the game people are putting in their second string to not sacrifice their starters. So, especially these incoming freshmen, there's not a lot of tape to go off of, and that can, that unknown, that little unknown, not saying it's going to make a huge difference, but that little unknown can be kind of uh, intriguing and interesting, especially in that first game, especially in that first game against Florida. So, just some things mentioned there, some interesting thoughts that I've had. Um, I know that I've said that this is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode because uh, I kind of had some things planned of talking with Craig. And so now I'm thrown in here uh, by myself. But there is something else that I kind of want to mention before wrapping up. And as no surprise, Jim Harbaugh taught. Uh, I don't think we really need to go into depth in this conversation with Craig. So I'll be mentioning it now. Jim Harbaugh. I believe he was asked, or maybe he just brought it up in conversation, but talked about the quarterback situation at Michigan. And to nobody's surprise, he was saying that was a three-way tie. And honestly, at this point, last year, I could honestly kind of be like, okay, this is, you, you really never know. I mean, yeah, there wasn't a lot to go for with Morris. But this year, it's one of those things where it's, to me, it's more of that coaching ploy, that coaching speak where, oh, it's anybody's job. Everybody's tied. It's like we saw the spring game. We've seen performances from last year uh, for Spain and a little bit with O'Corn. I That really comes across as the cliche answer because it appears to be just a two-way tie between Peters and Spate. Nobody's surprised by that. Nobody really believes that answer, to be honest. But an interesting thing to be said. I know Craig latched onto that and uh, shared that on social media, and I think he shared that in uh, some Facebook groups and things like that. But yeah, it's it's between Spate and Peters, and that conversation battle or that quarterback conversation with the battle that's going on can go on forever and everybody's talking about it on a daily basis, but um, yeah, it's not a three-way tie. If people are having a hard enough time believing that there is any, 
any quarterback competition at all because there are those people who are saying that there's no doubt it's going to be Spate, and then there are those people who are saying it's no doubt going to be Peters. Nobody's saying there's no doubt it is going to be O'Corn. So we're not naive. It's a two-way battle. We'll kind of see how that goes, and um, there's there's going to be a lot of unknowns until – uh, September gets here. So, but I thought that I would mention that because I know that's something that Craig uh, converses about on quite the regular basis. So, I know a little bit shorter of an episode. Kind of mentioned, talked about that. Want to make sure here that there's not much more because I really do want to save all this stuff with the Big Ten Media Days for next week. Watch what's what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Something huge is going to wind up happening between um, today, tonight or this morning or whatever it is. It's hanging around midnight here. Tonight and the next time that we record. So it's going to really push us and crunch us for time for being able to talk about everything. That's usually what happens when we hold off on something for the next week. Something's going to happen and it's going to mess up our plans for what we're going to record and what we're going to talk about. Those are those kind of things that happen. So don't go anywhere. I will be getting into some closing thoughts here coming up. All right. Well, as always, we always appreciate you guys tuning in and listening some great conversations this week with uh, our listeners on social media, different conversations going on, uh, Michigan football related, some not. Uh, if you guys are ever interested in contacting the show, uh, feel free to call 551-258-3276. That's our popular voicemail. That's uh, the best way that we get in touch with fans. 551 551- Blue Bro. Uh, or you can email bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com. And then Twitter is at Blue Bros. So at B L U E B R O S. Then it's underscore and our name. So uh, underscore Caleb or underscore Craig, depending who you're looking for on there. Uh, and to kind of mention, maybe we'll talk about more next week. But as August is practically upon us, well, our next episode will be recorded in August. We're going to be, there are some different things going on with Blue Network, which if any of you are familiar with, the Blue Network is a currently small uh, collaboration of Michigan football, Michigan sports uh, shows, conversation groups uh, relatively small at this point man it's not even really that old but there are some new things that are going to be happening this year so i think we might be talking about next week we're going to be working on some things next week i'm hoping that we might be able to share some, some cool things next week that we'll be doing some new thoughts that we have for what we'll be doing in the 2017 season uh at the games we'll be going to and actually i I might know, I don't know if Craig knows, but I might know exactly which home games that I will be at um, for this year. I'm trying to get that uh, taken care of here before August hits 
to get those nailed in and hopefully not have anything overlap like weddings, like I've discussed. But we shall see. So thank you again, everyone, for uh, tuning in. We always appreciate it. We hope you guys are having a good week. Thoughts and prayers for Craig that everything goes well. I hope things go well for you guys, too. And we'll finish off with Go Blue.